That L Word Podcast. Do you need the leadership work? Can you even love? A podcast about leadership and everything that people are afraid to say out loud. Do you love yourself? Because if you ain't leading yourself, how can you lead a multi-million dollar corporation? So everybody, today in studio, we have the pleasure of having a guest. We have Mr. Hoop Morgan, uh, the creator of the Forte, you don't call it an assessment. No, sir. It's a communication style survey. Okay. And then profile. Okay. It's not a test. You get an A. You got an A before you even take it. I love it. That's it. That's my kind. That's, that's yeah. I wish, I wish they had applied that in high school. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so Hoop uh, is the... Owner and um, founder of the Forte Institute, created this in 1978. You weren't even born yet, were you? Nope. I was at four. So you was at four. I was four. So to say Hoop is wise and very knowledgeable in leadership and people is probably an understatement. I'm more excited now that I know that. This is life study. What what better like what better um what they call them uh, research studies than the one that you've been doing your whole life your whole life your whole life so hoop why don't you introduce yourself a little bit and give us a little background thank you very much I've really been looking forward to this did my homework you guys did your fortes Jody you got your adapting update done during dinner and during and dinner. dinner and but that's the ease of it you know in four minutes you got that update done Morgan did his his primary profile at what we call his benchmark profile first one he did it only takes about eight minutes and that's that's what was kind of a driver but I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself going back uh, my backgrounds in in marketing market research statistics uh, natural natural aptitude if you will towards computers that kind of stuff and we're going back to the 1970s, and uh, did I, they even have computers back then? Come on, now be honest. Well, you had these beads that you'd move all back right, and forth. All right, now, wanna, now we're getting down yeah, to it. Yeah, and uh, initially uh, the code was written in virtual COBOL, and the reason for that was because the hardware back then was uh, the IBM Series One that I that I had. Would have filled you know filled this room and, and probably a little bit more of another one. But what Virtual Cobol would do is they'd pull in the code needed to do the math. There's a lot of math that goes on, uh, statistics, uh, cluster analysis, stuff like that. That uh, uh, before you get your report, and so just being efficient, because I, I as you can see my forte profile, my secondary strength is impatience, and so you know fast matters. Always has, and I'm sure it always will. My wife would confirm that 100%. <laughs> and, uh, and so uh, I had a client in, in Kansas City, uh, initially had offices for uh, my, my marketing research firm in Kansas City, based in Joplin, Missouri. Well, from and then, Kansas City. Uh, yeah, and then yeah. an office in Fayetteville, Arkansas. So know that place too. <laughs> I, you get around, yeah. right? I know you get around, Morgan. I see you know the running through the woods and stuff like that. Uh, I try to. You even have a car. You just run coast to coast. He just runs everywhere. Runs. I don't like cars. I hate driving. He far. calls it. I rather I rather drive or ride my bike. Like people always wonder, why would you want to run hundred miles? I say it ain't the same as driving. It's, yeah. it's way. It's a way bigger adventure. Well, that, that, that I'm sure is right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so uh, uh, the client, uh, this happened to be the headquarters for the Midwestern GMC truck division. And they used assessments 
back then they were called tests, and uh, to to hire service writers and salespeople for dealerships. That's your revenue generators. Mm-hmm. So you know they would invest the money, and that's kind of way it was back then. You see, suite or sales would would get this type of, uh, uh, I guess, knowledge. And then the rest of the organization, not so much, but that's changed. I'll get to that in a second anyway. So they said, Hoop, we know your background. Go out and find something that works because these things we're using now are not working. So I probably did about 200. And I would learn that in 1947, that's when the government said, we're going to start paying for assessments for government workers and military folks. So follow the money. Okay, all of a sudden, this proliferia of assessments came out, and they were typically based on someone's either doctoral thesis or master's thesis. None of them had been statistically validated. And so it was kind of one of those things like you all uh, have, have seen your own opportunities develop. I'm thinking, okay, well, no wonder they're not working because they typically were done on a, a cohort of like 20 students mm-hmm. somewhere and uh, at a very different time in their life, and it, you know, Probably did not cover the the genders and stuff like that that are important and backgrounds and cultures and things like that. So uh, I had I went back to the client and said I believe I've finally understood what what the issue is, I, and I believe I can develop it for you. So Bob Otto says to me, "Okay, hoop, how long is it going to take?" And I said, "No problem, ninety days." Wrong. Three years later, had the had, uh, had Forte going, and it, this was a this was a deal maker, if you will. That's when the IBM PC came out in 1981. No brainer. Get the code onto that platform, and in in the early days, guess what? We also sold the PC with the software. Huge mistake. Huge mistake. We're spending more time helping people set up their printers, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. we would get out of that side of it. But then uh, in 1996, when the internet lit, uh, we were global anyway. We we uh, had folks in Ireland, and Ireland always seemed to be very interested in their people and communication and stuff like that. So we were kind of on the beginnings of global, but the internet spun us out. Uh, of course, we're based here in Wilmington. We've got an office in Dublin, Ireland. We also in Asia Pacific, uh, in Malaysia, and then South Korea. Our first translation was Korean, Jody. Wow! Another big mistake, <laughs> but because recognizing the culture. And but again, it was an important learning step for me and the team because we had to really pay attention to culture as we would then do our Spanish translation. And we're looking at other languages right now, but uh, Forte's been really focused on leadership and very much into the business community where English is at least a second language. So that's that's kind of been, that's worked in our favor, uh, to say the least. So when you were talking about culture now, you're, just, you're talking about actual cultures of other countries, but how does this benefit uh, or facilitate leadership building better relationships with their people and establishing a better culture within the organization or team? Well, first of all, the best communicator is the best listener. And we start with that with with the leaders in terms of you're going to have, say, a team of 10, uh, and it get plus or minus, but that seems to be the most efficient number in terms of leadership. And I, I think uh, what in the military, there will be you know teams of 10 or smaller 
that are really mission-focused and that type of thing because you get into those scenarios. But, for example, Morgan and I have known each other at a distance for a while, but I see his primary profile and say I'm the leader uh, and you're the team member. I see you know, primary strength is going to be extroversion. Secondary strength is going to be non-dominance. So he likes to get input from others before you know, he makes his decisions. That said, substrength of conformity, he's most likely to believe it in writing. So as his leader, I'm going to say, okay, what do, we, what do we need to do? I'm going to get him some links. I'll get him some documentation and then step back. He's going to double check it. And I could be thinking, well, he doesn't believe me. No, that's what he's really doing is he's learning. That's how my primary strength is conformity. That's how we learn is, is we double check ourselves. And sometimes we can be seen as skeptical. Now, Morgan will be skeptical of, of new people until he's had a chance to check them out. That's the strength pair of, of conformity and extroversion. This is scary. Well, well, it's funny, it's scary because I, when I looked at the when I got the, the, the print thing, I was reading through it. I was like, yes. Every time, no matter, I have a, I, write, I write books, right? Uh-huh. But if I if I question something about what I'm doing, because I, I do an opinion, like I'm not, everybody like, oh, you got to write it this way. No, I write what I believe. It's my opinion. Mm-hmm. I write what I want, but I still go on, I go on Google, right? Cause I know how to use Google, mm-hmm. right? And I'll go read it if I, because I'm, you know, I'm a paralegal by trade. So research oh. is my, is my, there see, you are. Research yeah. is my life. So yeah, I figured if, if if like nine people are saying it, it's probably true. And I'm looking for like validated like uh, sites and things like that to say, okay, this is where it happens. I won't probably put it in my book, but I'll make sure that what I'm saying, right, makes sense to me. And it's not just, uh, and if it is going to, if I'm making up a new term or I'm going my own direction, I at least want to know that I'm going my own direction, mm-hmm. you know, so. I just wrote down <laughs> assessments versus assumption. And I think that these assessments, and I know you don't necessarily like to call it an assessment hoop, but just in general terms, there's, you know, several of these, there's DISC and, you know, all the other things out there, right? I think they're great tools for leaders and teams because they prevent you from assuming something. Yes. Right? This gives you at least, if nothing else, a conversation starter. Mm -hmm. So imagine if in, in this scenario that we're using, you are the lead of Morgan. And you're like, why is Morgan especially because he's so extroverted and he's, he's got such a big personality. So I could see a leader saying, why, doesn't he, why does he question all this? Or why does he want it in writing or whatever? But when you, when you use an assessment or a tool like Forte, you can break it down and say, hey, I see that this trait is popping up in you. And that allows Morgan then to say, yeah, that's what, that is what's important to me. <laughs> and now you've, you've built a bridge over what was probably a gap before where you were making assumptions about Morgan based on what you saw. So everything I do is educated. Like I will read, I'll read the same, like if there's, I will learn about being, uh, I remember we were talking, what was that one we did? uh, Soft skills. I just, I I buy a book and I read and I read articles and I just go and I do that for like my, my rule is 48 hours. I go all in just that one thing. And I become a student of it. But imagine somebody making the assumption that that's because you're so outgoing that, oh, I can't see Morgan reading or doing research. And People so, don't, no one can even. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, yeah. though? That's an important thing. But I read thing. more than probably, probably 90% of the damn world, so. <laughs> but again, you know, it's that assumptions that you're, you're removing the assumptions and opening the space for conversation 
to start building those relationships between the leader and the team. Yeah, members. whatever you oh, were selling, I'm I'm buying. But based on what, because you know, but like I can see how it can work, especially when you talk about the sales writers and things like that. Because people, some people think, most people in society, we think we see things a certain way, right? And usually there's way more to it. Like nobody would think of a service writer needs to be the most important person of the, but yes, they interact with the people. That's like right. if, if I can make you more money, I worked in mm -hmm. sales before, I can make you more money if I understand more about the vehicle. Or if I understand more about the vehicle, this t the years, the time, the dates, okay, what do you use? It's, like you said, branded and marketing. When you understand the demographic of what you're trying to what you're trying to bring in, then you can be more, you can facilitate the knowledge in that area, and you can also engage with them in a different way that other uh, organizations are not. Well, not only that, <laughs> say you've got a sales staff, and mm -hmm. we'll just keep it at sales because that's simple. Mm -hmm. You know, you can tell who your top performers are based on how they sell. You know, it's a rank-ordered thing. So we're going to have certain uh, sales team members that are exceptional, the top performers. So the question is, they may have very different primary profiles, but they could be adapting very differently. And I'll give you an example. Uh, an entity that we've worked with for a long time, Stock Building Supply, they supply the, the contractors that build these huge apartments all over the country, multi-billion dollar corporation. They've got, uh, say, when we did the study, around 1,000 sales folks, 83 were top performers. So we found out the question on the adapting defaults to others at work, we made that how my customer expects me to act in the close. We found out how those 80-some top performers were adapting at the moment they were closing the deal. We took that out to the other 900, and sales went up 12%, 13%. We coached them adapt this way when you are making that 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 final close pitch. And, you know, 12%, 13% a $3 billion corporation, I guarantee you we did not charge enough money. Right. We, we, <laughs> left, we, we left money on the table. But it, it's, it's we're looking at how do, how do we make people more successful. Forte is a French word that means one strengths. I want to know what the top performers are doing differently. And guess what? Maybe six months from now, we find out that they're actually adapting a bit differently. Pioneer Hybrid, one of our clients, four distinct seasons for their salespeople. You got to plant it, you harvest it, you do the way wagon, then you go in and, and you you bring the new hybrids in. So they're they're adapting very differently to the farmer uh, whenever the season kind of dictates it. And guess what? Seasons in the United States can be a little bit different in the Northeast than in the Southwest and that kind of stuff. So you just take the knowledge and you use it to help people, you know, be more successful. I, right now, Morgan, for example, his dominance is up. He's feeling the need to get some goals reached, uh, extroversion, diversion. So he's looking, you know, being a little bit introspective, uh, impatience to patience. So taking a little bit of time to, to do some thinking, assessing, and then the conformity to nonconformity. So maybe looking at some doing different ways to do some things. Does that ring any bells? Morgan, I'm speechless. done talking to you. I don't, want, I don't like this call. Like, I feel like I'm in therapy. It is all of us right. It's like yes, no, all of the above. Like in personal life, I mean, this is my first day of being off active duty today. Oh, well, first so, of all, so thank yes, you. yes. <laughs> okay, to all those above. Well, and, and but it's and that's the thing that's that's <clears throat> I think uh, not unique. It is unique, and it's awesome about the Forte program is that, and so. If you could explain the primary 
and adapting because we're we've been talking about that a lot. So just so our listeners understand um, what that means. Well, the primary profile is the who you are. And short of a lobotomy or some LSD, that'll be your preferences across your lifespan. Current adapting, the second survey that you completed picks up about a 30-day range of short-term memory. So that's how we're able to do the adapting updates. And that's why now you have trends on pages 12 and 13 of your report. Because mm-hmm. we can look at the trends over time, what's working, what's not, do course correction or reinforce, whichever, and continue to drive success. What took the time, and this is this is where we got into the three-year piece, was the the point of misunderstanding is the gap between your current adapting and then your perceiver profile. The perceiver profile is based on observed behavior. Self-perception drives the primary and the current adapting. So I had to get input from others, say, working with Morgan over a period of time. I see how he's adapting, but then asking team members, what do you see? So that's the perceiver profile. So if there's a plus or minus two-point difference in the intensity of the current adapting into perceiver, Morgan gets a paragraph on page nine of his report saying, do these things for the next 30 days to get your message across. That's where we get the lift in productivity. Now the message is coming across. Right now, people wouldn't think you're really taking a step back. They see you still a little bit impatient, see you more extroverted than you're feeling. Hopefully not now, Morgan, but they could be talking past your point of interest. You really want them to get to the point. And then, uh, uh, not seeing it quite as goal-oriented as you are now. But page nine, that's the, that's what we call the money page. Mm. Page six, that's the most important page because in building a leader and his team, we have everyone and we have a, a report. And I, I brought some for you guys, as a matter of fact, for present. <laughs> and, uh, and so we asked them to pick their top five self-motivators and rank order them. And then there are two demotivators. I could be doing everything right, Jody, with you mm-hmm. and vice versa. But say we weren't aware of those demotivators, that could kill the motivational path. So I know now, okay, here's what, you know, you're when you're really motivated, I also know to avoid these two items on page six uh, because it's going to— That's huge. Well, it, that's usually a relationship in, with anyone. Like, if I could know what to, if if we think about that, I, uh, yeah, <laughs> you do what to avoid uh, in any relationship. Like, avoid these two things, and you actually implemented it in your life. Mm-hmm. What it would change? Well, and it, so we just had uh, our previous episode where we were talking about <clears throat> the leaders. We were talking about honest love and. Uh, uh-huh. You know, being able to have difficult conversations with the people in your team is equally as, if not more important than all the praise. Yes. And and so the, the point that was brought up in that episode was, what about the leader that has a hard time opening those conversations or, or starting those conversations? And tools like this can be a great uh, initiator of conversation because if you're looking at somebody's adapting survey compared to their primary and say, hey, I've noticed that you've dipped here. Um, is there a way that I could support you? Exactly. Or, you know, what what has changed in so, the last 30 days? So how often are people doing these assessments? Is that a quarterly thing or is that whenever you feel uh, uh, you, you may as a leader see a shift in someone like, would, or does it matter? 
Well, no, our best practice is every 30 days for the first 90 days because at that point, the individual understands I'm adapting anyway. So they're very receptive to, well, here's how our top performers are adapting. Would you be interested in that from a coaching and development standpoint? And the answer is, yes, I would. Uh, A lot of clients, after they've gone through that process, then Morgan, it goes out to quarterly. Do you know what I would – you know how dangerous this would be if I used this? (laughs) <laughs> like I'm already good, right? At this, uh, this is because it, it gives. Because most we, I think we've talked about it, and I know people have talked about it with me. Like I can give people something because that's who I am. Like I'm, a, sure. I'm a giver, right? Yes. But like everyone doesn't learn that way, mm-hmm. right? For me, um, I like this type of stuff. Like I want you to be able to verbally tell me, you know, like, oh, go do this and go. No, like explain to me what's going on with me. Because if I'm talking to you, that means I respect you enough to want to listen. That's just how I am. Right. Right. But this piece, if and I and I say this because if I can give the people the feeling that I just got when he explained me. Yeah. That's that's dangerous. That's like I mean a good way. Like that's that's a good dangerous because like you can be so effective. Like you if there's you 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 don't you take out you take out at least at least ninety percent of the guessing. Right, you you have an idea of what direction to go, and I don't care what you do on this planet. If you have a relationship, when you can have a better direction in a relationship, think how many think if if women and men dated and they did these assessments, and you knew what direction these people were going, you would you would have less heartbreak, more love, more efficiency in communication. Yeah. I can keep going. (laughs) I would say also that that these are great tools for teams. Again, back to that assumption piece, because you're, you're learning to identify how other people communicate or like to communicate or want to receive information. Mm -hmm. And so the person who was opposite of me in the team that I was just always butting heads with, you might be like, Oh, well, we're butting heads because I come flying off the top ropes with these crazy ideas and let's do it right now. But Morgan wants to sit down and and do all the details and all the research. Mm -hmm. Maybe I didn't know that about Morgan, but when you do this as a team, it it opens that conversation. I was just thinking about that. Like since you have, you have both of ours here. Mm -hmm. Could you tell us, like, if you look at mine, look at Jody's where we, where we could grow together. Well, that's, that's the interaction report too. That's right. Which is a whole, it's a whole other to, me, to me, that's the cherry on top with Forte. Okay. And we don't charge for that report, Morgan. Okay. It is free. It's, mo- it's most popular, not because it's free, but it's because it answers the question you have right now. But to give you a, a, a quick and dirty, uh, we're looking for where you guys can balance with each other. That's where we're going to get synergism. You're both non-dominant, so you're both collaborators. Okay? Hence. You're both extroverted. So you're going to want to talk about it. Uh, now, Jody's patient, so he wants to think about it and talk about <laughs> no, it. Yeah, and, I'm like, let's go. <laughs> and, you're, and you're already, you know, you're moving down the road of life. But, but at the same time, Jody knows that you're going to be the detail guy. He's the big picture guy. You're the detail guy. So give him time to think it over because his first answer is never going to be his best or his last. And if you're really in his face, Morgan, you know what he's going to do? He's, he's going to tell you. <laughs> it's mind-blowing because it's all true. <laughs> and it's how, literally how we work with each other. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, you really say, man, i got to know now. He's going to tell you what he thinks you want to hear to get you out of his face. Okay? So he can think about it. Now, given – because I'm, I'm much more impatient than anyone on, at this table. I finally learned with my teams – 
here's what I'm thinking. Can we get together tomorrow? Because a lot of them have patience. And guess what? That's a form of respect. Bottom line. Meeting them where they are, not where you want them to be. That's exactly. Oh. Exactly. So, you know, you guys balance each other fantastically. You're going to have an interest in people. Uh, Morgan's going to be most comfortable when he's got the details. Uh, you're looking at the big picture. Uh, but the good news is you guys are going to be very efficient together, and that's the whole idea. And I send interaction reports to, to everybody uh, as well. So you'll see what those say. But pay attention to page four of the interaction report because that will tell you if there's going to be a hiccup in the relationship, here's what it could be, and here's how to manage it. So we're, we're getting proactive mm. in about everything we do. And, and Morgan also, uh, you'll see on pages uh, seven and eight, we're looking at the, the current logic style. Say yours is, is fact-oriented, Jody's intuitive feelings. Good. I know I'm going to need to get you the facts. I know he's going to be – you probably want to have a conversation. I, could, I am not going to spend time getting a bunch of detailed information for him because he's going to be pretty comfortable at the gut. Stamina level. We see stamina dropping, goals index dropping. That's an early indicator of burnout. So we can get there ahead of that event happening and understand because it's going to be a conversation. It's always a conversation. What's up? I see we got this going. We got that going. And then when we look at the goals index, it was a level of satisfaction. We all have relationships you can think about that, oh, boy, this is going to be tough, or those that really motivate us. We want to be there, that kind of thing. That's the level of satisfaction that, that uh, uh, the goals index measures correlated. And we learned this when we were working with special forces at Bragg. We see high levels of stamina, high levels of the goals index. That's resiliency. So we measure it as often as every 30 days. If we see stamina dropping, goals index dropping, that's going to be an indicator that resiliency is dropping. Again, what do, why do we even care? Because now I can sit down and we can have a conversation. And he has some internal stuff going on. He or she yeah. has some internal stuff going on. Yeah. They're resilient. These like, I just can't take. I mean, that could predict suicide damn near. Well, we we worked. We were approved by the Suicide Prevention Force at Bragg. Well, look at that. Uh, and, <laughs> and then the budgets got in the way. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, you just kind of get started. It's kind of like— uh, Oh, but that's huge. If you know somebody's going through something, you can see it declining. I mean, there's probably—if you did studies with people that have actually attempted or, or you know, or, or, or thought about suicide, you would probably see— a pattern over time, over a certain amount of, you know, test group. And you can take that and say, okay, if this is where a two or 3,000 people are, are really hitting a wall, when we see other people coming down, we can say, okay, this is where we need to intervene. Well, and let me be clear, Forte is not a clinical tool. Okay. Never has been, never <clears throat> would be. And we probably would not be able to measure at that, in, in that particular scenario. We can measure when people are, you know, getting rusting out or they're burning out. Very high stamina, meeting few goals, if any. They're, they're rusting out. They're not challenged. Now, when it says meeting few goals, if any, that doesn't mean there's few goals on their plate. That means they probably are overloaded, and the leader can sit down with the team member, and what do we need to reprioritize? It's really that simple, and then get, get the plate taken care of, and then maybe move some stuff back on that had to be, you know, set back. There's a lot of people out there that, frankly, have a hard time saying no. 
and it builds up and it builds up and it builds up. I've been working on that. Well, and I, I was just, getting burned out, and like yeah. now, like this week, I'm fairly free-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before, I was just because it was I was worried about scarcity. Yeah, right, scarcity mindset. Yeah, scarcity I, mindset. Because I, 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 as you grow a business, you're like, if I turn something down, then I don't grow. So I was taking everything, and then I got to the point where I wanted nothing, uh, yes. and you know, and then it kind of defeated the purpose of doing all this stuff because I went through this whole mental thing, and to to know if I could have stopped, I learned the hard way. Luckily, and not everybody can bounce back. You know, I won't. I will say I'm a lucky one. Um, but now as I, uh, I get a feeling now and then I'll say, okay, I'm gonna shut down for two days. Well, and, uh, you know, Hoop, as you were kind of explaining it all, I just wrote down check engine light. Yeah. So this yes. is, this is like a check engine light. That's it's it. not necessarily going to tell you what's going on in the car, but at least says you might want to give it a look. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a beautiful way of, of putting it. Cause that's what it is. You got to take a look. It's not specific. So let's have a conversation and let's talk through it. And what's happening here is, particularly with the interaction reports, they're the first step in trust. It takes something like the interaction report to Mm -hmm. build a relationship of respect and rapport. You get that, that's the gateway to trust. And the leader that achieves that with their team has no limits. Has no limits. I always tell them that when you you treat your team right, they'll go to hell and back for you. I always say that. That's right. It's all about the people, man. Well, about the so I've done a lot of these. I'm certified in a couple other uh, assessment tools. But the thing I love about this one is it's the only one that I've seen that would put your report against my report. Not, hey, you're this type and I'm this type and this is, but actually your report against my report. And it, said, and it gives you a report about me that says, these are things you might want to avoid with Jody. These are ways that, you know, you can communicate better with Jody. Here's the style of communication Jody prefers. Why do we work so well together then? Like, because everything you said is totally true, right? Because well, I'm like, just give it to me, bro. I don't even think. I don't, you see no notes. Like, just give it to me. I got ready. Like that. But like, why? Like, is it just like does it, does it just happen, or do, or do we have something that makes that happen? Like, well, it's the balance, you know, that I talked about <clears> earlier <throat> between the your primary profiles, the who you are. You've got great balance here, and uh, when you get scenarios where everyone's the same. Nothing gets done. They all want to do the same thing. And then just think of how much stuff falls through the cracks because of that. You're the detailed guy. He's the big picture guy. You'll have a wonderful conversation because you're both experts. You're going to be, you know, verbally efficient. More verb, more verbs going to come out of, of, of Morgan's mouth because that's the strength pair combination of details and extroversion. You'll be less verbal because you're going to think about it and then once he's got his mind made up guess what happens then he's going to let you yeah well not only that he wants it done yesterday now we're <laughs> wasting time you know it's like we're that come I'm trying from? to realize i'm trying to re- think back if we ever had any of those moments yeah once he gets something he's ready yeah once he yeah that's one thing is like like uh we could talk about like we could have a call we could have a call and he was like we need to have a call. Like, it goes from, like, we should to, like, we need to do this. And then, he, he, like, we're not – like, if I had that call at the beginning when he first asked, we'd have tried to talk it out a little bit more. But when we have, like, the call we had the other day, it's like, this is what needs to be done. Boom, 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 boom. And I'm going to be like, okay. Because yeah. I trust him. Like, I was like, sure. It makes it easy to me. I, I don't want to think. So <laughs> I just want to do. Uh, it was – damn, that makes so much sense. 
you nailed, he nailed Jody and me. Like, y'all need to be making, I, I almost forgot I was on the podcast for a minute. That's why I had to say something to the audience again, because like, ah, like. But, and that's the, the beauty of this, right? Imagine this type of tool in building teams. I can, I can count on one hand how many people I would love to, for us, like, to sit down with is like these because I'm you know and these people on the one hand is the people that I'm maybe having some points of friction with, mm-hmm. right? And I and you know you're like what what like and then well as humans we blame it on them, but oh, it, yeah. it it might not even be them. It's yeah. like it, it's probably you. <laughs> well, it's probably a combination. Yeah. It, in in well particularly in mm-hmm. building a team, one of our elements is communicating to hire, so you can use this for your candidates. And it sets up a wonderful interview, wonderful interview. You can design the particular pattern you think would be best for a job, and it'll give you a survey similar to Forte uh, that you can compare candidates to. So the whole idea is how do we continue to have a stream of success coming into the organization? Because you're right, it's going to be the people who drive it. You can have the best technology in the world, but there's people got to be making it. And that's that's not going to change. This robotic stuff is important for certain steps in manufacturing, but I just don't think anyone's ready for the robot to come up those stairs and, uh, you know, make a sales pitch or something like that or even be able to assess another human. And the point is, is this knowledge opens doors, builds relationships. We can do the adapting. That's the biggest thing that really drove me back in the 70s. Life is not once then done. It is not once then done, and all, and it's still to this day. I think, with the exception of Forte, the assessments once then done, it puts you in a box, and I just was repulsed by that. And particularly, you know, it doesn't matter if you're your what your age. You need to be like twelve and above in that neighborhood to get it, you know, a validated result. But after that. It, it works, and it doesn't matter what country, whatever whatever the demographic may be, we're human beings. And I'm into homo sapiens. You know, I just love people. I've always loved people. In fact, writing a book now with McGraw-Hill, and the title's called Communication Intelligence. It'll come out next spring. And uh, in, in doing that, and you're a writer, Morgan, so you're going to relate to this. Jody is too. Yeah. I'm, I'm a— I'm a, uh, He's a writer, though. Writer. He didn't taught okay. me a whole bunch of stuff. So <laughs> okay, well, we we got three writers yeah. here. Okay, but I think you guys have already experienced this. I, I've had to dust off forty three years of stuff, you know, to to get the introduction done and and get the chapters. It's going to be fifty five thousand words and all that stuff. And mm. it all happened when McGraw Hill's been a long term client of Forte's, and so the CEO they're doing their teaming of, during COVID. And he says to one of the senior folks there in the meeting, get a hold of this Hoot Morgan guy. Let's do a book. There was no book proposal. There was no nothing. They just called up and said, Hoop, we're going to do a book. We negotiated in advance and all that stuff. And uh, so, but they they felt like, and we're weaving this into the book now. One of the big things coming out of this COVID thing, and it's not going to be probably this year. It'll be spring of next year, but it's civility. We really need to dial back 
a lot of what's going on and get into civility, treating so each what, other. What, what is civility? I don't know. Being civil with each other, being kind to each other. Okay. You know, not yeah. respecting. Each I think we're getting better. I think is you said coming out of it. Yeah. Well, we weren't being during COVID. No, I mean, just think of the the political environment, mm-hmm. a lot of the social environment right now. Uh, if you don't agree with me, I don't like you. Well, boy, you. That's unfortunate because you're not going to learn. That's that shift that I keep talking yeah. about where people are yeah. being more internal than external. Because mm-hmm. external is like, you know, you're not doing what I want you to do. Internal is like understanding, compassion, empathy type thing. Yeah. The, the civility. I just learned a new word today. Never. Okay. I've heard it. I didn't know what it meant, though. Well, okay. Put mm-hmm. it on your reading list. There's a couple of books out there that are really good uh, in dealing with civility. Okay. And uh, it just— it kind of refreshes what we probably already knew, what we should do. But again, it's always going to be not not so much who you are, but how you adapt to others. And that's get back to the leadership piece and the teams. The leader needs to be the living example of adaptability to others for team members. You know, speed of the leader is the speed of the team. And I know you guys know that. I got a question. Like, so we keep talking about like um, not putting them in a box, right? Yes, sir. Right. And I have this thing that I say to people. So I, uh, when I'm speaking, I don't put people in a box. I build a box for the people, right? And mm-hmm. so what I want to understand, especially if I'm if if I'm speaking incorrectly, uh, how do we continue to adapt with them and not create a box at all? Well, that's a really wonderful example. I think you end up with multiple boxes but no walls. And when I say that, I'm just saying that's that's who they are. That's their style. We've learned this within this culture. Here's how, you know, in this position, you can adapt to be more successfully done, get your job more productive, whatever it may be, or just build relationships. And, you know, particularly, say, with wealth management bankers, for example, I mean, that's a relationship. And, and it's an important relationship to, I mean, that guy better be really good with people or they're going to take the funds elsewhere because there's people knocking on their doors all day long. Uh, but that's, I've just really, in all candor, Morgan, I've just gotten rid of the, the term box in okay. terms. I, that's what it sounds like to me. That's why I asked yeah, it. Like, yeah. I just need to take that out. My, like open the Because I'm still, even though I'm creating one for them, I'm saying that this is the only one that they'll ever fit in. Oh, exactly, and life goes on. So that's where the adapting updates Moment. come in. It's, instead of creating a box, how about get them out of the box and create a path or create a trail? Because that's open and in. Are we preaching that? Like, Lord, this is I'm just whoa. <laughs> Mine is blown. I'm having a Morgan moment. A like, Morgan moment. <laughs> I'm having a Morgan moment. Lord, have okay. No more boxes. Creating the path. Yeah, the path forward. We're spending too mm. much time thinking. Woulda, coulda, shoulda, that kind of stuff. That's 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 really uh, clients not effective. Athletes, hope y'all listening. Coach has just just been changed. No more boxes. No more create one for you. I'm going to create a path for you. I well, think I already do that, but I need to focus more on on how I'm doing it and making sure it's efficient and it's for is what they need. I think that's yeah, yeah. And and they evolve. You know, nobody changes, but we evolve through education, experience, and feedback. And that's the bottom line. And that you as a coach, uh, that's how you build it. You you keep keep them evolving. Uh, you don't want to get to a plateau, and that's as far as they go. That's, Write that down. Uh, 
We evolved through, say that again? Education, experience. And feedback. Can we put that in the show notes? Yeah. 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 That was solid, man. Well, it's it's one of the things that, that we talked about in our certification and in our teaming sessions, too. You know, I'll be doing one, uh, starting to do them uh, more and more, you know, face-to-face with several of our clients here in, in, uh, in Wilmington. But uh, also... Uh, Microsoft's been a long-term client, and, and the, uh, we're going to be doing a team in Redmond, Washington, uh, towards the end of the month, and it's still going to be virtual, uh, thank goodness, but it's global. And so, you know, we've learned a new thing that we can do without putting people away from their, their, their home base, their families, their whatever, but at the same time, they get together, you know, say quarterly now, where it may have been monthly, so we're still going to always have that people interface. That's not going away. But just, and that's another thing in terms of leadership. We got some new tools, but we still got to get the people face to face. And in the lack of face to face, the yeah. interaction reports kind of help do it at a distance. Yeah. Hooper, before we run out of time, I want to make sure and ask, so, because we talk a lot about self-awareness, about self-care, about knowing yourself, especially as a leader, or even to be a great follower, you have to know. Mindfulness. Yeah, yeah. you have to. So, how can tools like this, how can Forte help build your own self-awareness? Okay. That's a phenomenal question. And let's just, you can look at your your three patterns there, and your primary profile is self-awareness. The current adapting is situational awareness. And I know you all with your military backgrounds understand the importance of situational awareness. Mm -hmm. And then the uh, observed behavior, of course, is the perceiver profile. Uh, If you're not self-aware, you're probably not going to do so well. I mean, and we know people that that aren't. But there are tools that exist, Forte and others today, that can help, you know, solve that problem. The, The key is... They've got to understand, at least in Forte's case, it's a survey. It's not a test. Many times, and I observed this when I was building you know, the initial Forte model, I watched people do, quote, unquote, the personality tests. And they're sitting there, maybe two, 300 questions. And they answer one this way based on how I answered that one this way. And all of a sudden, they didn't realize it, but they were manipulating the result out. They, they, they were, you know, ruining Skewing the, the answers. They, yeah. yeah, they— well, I bet this is what they want. Well, I wrote the code. I can't manipulate the survey. There's too many interactions going on between the words and then the groups of words between just on one survey and then comparing the primary to the current adapting and walking all of that through. So it's it's uh, the self-awareness is key. It starts with self-awareness. It'll always start with self-awareness. Yeah, and I think having the... Also being open to, like when you read something like this, saying, and I experience this with clients, regardless of the assessment tool that I use, you know, they'll say, that re- just like you did, that resonated. Wow, you nailed it. Okay, well, what about that stood out? And what about that might you want to change? Yeah. Because it might have nailed that you are a certain way. And in your, you know, in your um, tool here, like the current adapting sh- that I'm showing up this way. Well, what's causing that, and how can you grow out of that if that's something that you want to change? Well, and the key to, too is have good 
KPIs, key performance indicators, because you may be adapting in a way very different from your primary as Morgan is now that's working. Mm-hmm. And if it's working, let's reinforce it. And if it's not, then let's look at, okay, page nine, what do I need to do to maybe shift the message? Uh, and then, of course, as a leader, back to the leader and the teams, I see how Morgan's adapting. Now I can adapt to him. And if maybe he's headed in a different direction than what we were hopeful for, that's the opportunity to have a legitimate, not in my opinion, but here's how you know you could adapt a bit differently. And that's the performance coaching module, uh, which you're familiar right. with. So we've, we've identified top performers, they adapt this way, and maybe give Morgan that information, that intelligence, that communication intelligence, and, and you run with it. And that feeds into what we were talking about last episode, that those can be some of those honest conversations. Yeah. Right, right. And this is somewhat of an objective tool in the sense of, hey, here's where you're showing up right now. We need you to be here, and here are some things that right. you might be able, you know, from a performance standpoint. Right. And then there's obviously the, um, I guess, kind of the emotional intelligence and a personal side of it that is more of a conversation mm-hmm. that you can have with people. So, well, and, and we own the trademark on this, but it's we're looking at it from a, a communication intelligence piece. Yes, you got CQ, EQ, IQ, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. There's right, a lot of those right. things flying around, but. Uh, if we can communicate effectively, we probably can get the job done. Absolutely. Well, all right. We're done. It's I know it's time to start wrapping it up. And and I don't think I, got, I have other questions, but I'm going to stop because I'm looking at the clock. <laughs> so um, I, I'm assuming um, that we got to have them back here in the future um, to kind of close the end and learn more about the you know program and and how, I, like questions like you know. Why? Why? Why do it this way? Is there other other ways? Are you continue to sure. to? Are you continue as forte to adapt to the industries and things like that? So I got a whole lot what? more other questions. And that's that what we they can call go. a teaser, right? Yeah. In the industry, that's we're teasing <laughs> the next episode before it's even out. Because people are probably asking that question, like, yeah. how can I be more involved? What can we do? Uh, how can we bring this to my organization? Like, what does that look like if we came over? And I would love to talk about those things on the, uh, our next spot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And with that, hoop. How can people get in touch with you? Well, they can get in touch with me through you, your Forte mm-hmm. Senior Performance Consultant, or they can go up to our website, www.theforteinstitute.com, and drop us a note, of, give us a phone call. We answer the phone. That's part of our marketing program. And uh, we'd, we'd look forward to it, very much so. And again, uh, Jody, I, I can't think of anyone better uh, than you for them to, to be in contact with. But we're here. We support Jody, bottom line. That's my job is to support our senior performance consultants around the globe, be it software, be it whatever programs, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, however that works out, uh, we just want to help someone grow. Awesome. Well, thanks, Hoop. It's uh, It's been a pleasure yeah, having you on. Well, my yeah. pleasure. And we've blown Morgan's mind a couple times and mine as well. Um, but that's going to wrap scary us. Blow. I know. <laughs> well, we, it's clear Morgan and I are going to have to talk further. We, that's, right, we will. that's right. That's right. We show we will. And I, I hope you all got something out of this because the things that we discuss in every episode is about growth. Not only knowing how can you affect other lives, understanding that you have to affect yours first before you can affect the others. That's right. That's right. Well, that's going to wrap it for another episode. Uh, give us the stars. Leave us a review. Share it with your friends. 
Keep listening. People that you think need it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. All right. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out. All right. Bye.